Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us, the conversation has already started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. I'm your host today, Patrick Conway, also known as Jaxus. I don't know what I was about to say, but I was going to say something else. Anyway, yeah, we know your real name. Way oh, to go. No. Uh, they're going to find me. Anyway, uh, real quick, if you guys want to check us out on Twitter or on YouTube or any of the other kind of stuff, you want to go to at FalloutRTB. And if you want to send us an email, you can go to fallout at rtb at gmail.com. Fallout at RTB. Follow RTB. Yeah. Follow you know RTB. What? They're at smart gmail. enough. Com. Our audience is real, real clever. I They can figure that one out. Are you sure? I know they got this one. Okay. All right. One of these Long days, everybody. you guys will let me do, do the openings because I set up the socials. Okay. You know, oh, I know Sassy, we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to start over. Do okay. it. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Rewind. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Hey, I resent that. I never said that. Oh, well, anyway. not in that way. It just sounded like that because it was backwards. You know, like Freddy is the devil. <laughs> sure, right. So you did, devil. Everybody bad? Okay. All right, Sassy. All ears on you. I'm, I'm going socials. All right. So send us a DM or send us a tweet at FalloutRTB on Twitter. Send me an email, FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube. We're Fallout Roundtable. Or pretty much anywhere else. You can find us on Discord, either our own channel, Fallout Roundtable, or you can find us on the Robo- Robots Radio Discord uh, channel. Ah, she's not immune. All right, cool. I, you almost did I it. Almost you know, had it. Well, almost see, did it. now that we just did like two minutes, I'm not cutting any it, of that shit. It's all I, It's the Robots Radio <laughs> blah, blah, blah thing. That now, I'm, I'm interested in hearing, <laughs> for those listening to this show... How how do you think Sassy did? Let us know by email. Oh Follow RTB at oh <laughs> I, I she read did just them. fine. She does most of it anyway. I'm the only one that reads them, so I'm probably just going to tell it. Everybody says I'm awesome, and I should yeah. always do it. There you go. <laughs> delete, I could, I had... delete, delete. <laughs> Anybody yeah. who hates it, it's like I never saw that. Never, never saw you. Must have gone to go. must have gone to the junk folder. <laughs> anyway, folks. So today's topic is going to be all things Brotherhood of Steel. We've been doing some. All things of yeah, I know we did a you know meet the Maxons episode that to me was like I went back and listened to it, guys. Yeah, I know it was cringe. All right, I probably read half of the wiki that day, um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to make sure sued, really, I wanted to make though. sure everybody understood. No, because I did ad lib. So, um, but I wanted to make sure everybody understood who the Maxons were, and so and the point was the Maxons, not so much the Brotherhood of Steel. This time, I will do a real quick thing to let everybody who does not know who the heck the Brotherhood of Steel is or who Roger Maxson is, um, I'll be amazed if there's people that don't know who they are. And this is the first episode that they ever chose to listen to. But for sake of argument, I'm going to go ahead and spill it out. Okay, so Roger Maxson served in the Army during the Resource Wars. At the point, At one point, he also... Fought alongside somebody known as Taggarty. Taggarty was the Brotherhood of Steel leader in Fallout 76 or in Appalachia. And that branch, those two were kind of combined together at one point. In 2076, West Tech had made some breakthroughs with the um, what we now call the FEV virus, but back then was called the Pan Immunity Varian Project. 
Did I say Virion properly? Is that the right way you say it? I don't know. I think it's so, a, I think it's a Viron. Viron. Viron? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> words. Anyway, <laughs> so the army sent Maxon and his uh, his CO Colonel uh, Robert Spindell to uh, secure the location to keep them safe from espionage because of all the stuff going on with China and everything going on at the time. The project renamed FEV uh, Forced Evolutionary Virus was moved in January 7th, 2077 to Mariposa Base. Uh, Maxon and his crew were not aware of the human experimentation that was going on at all. They had no clue. They just knew that they were protecting something. On October 10th, 2077 they discovered the horrors that were going on in the base and colonel spindell locked himself up in an office and committed harry carry see you later didn't want to play anymore and so maxon took control of the base and he you know once he found out what was going on he was so disgusted and didn't like he actually at one point stopped somebody from killing a scientist and then it turns out he ended up interrogating all the scientists just to turn around and execute them all <clears throat> which i found ironic anyway he then attempted to he, to make contact with the army uh after finding out that their army was basically the ones who set it all up them and vault tech and uh he uh mutinied against the army and uh, you really don't do that because usually the army comes to kill you but luckily for mr maxon the same time he was doing that, all of a sudden, they decided they wanted to blow up the entire world, and we had a bomb go off, and it destroyed everything. So um, that was uh, October 28th that the bombs went off, 23rd. Right? 23rd. 23rd. Oh, wait. Man, it's a sacred holiday. We all know yeah. this. Uh, jump ahead. Sorry. Jump ahead. Um, Maxon bombs? on the 20th. 20- I thought they went off on the 22nd. No. It, no. Uh, I My math was screwed up because I typed on October 27th, four days after the bombs. Ding! Anyway, <clears throat> were dropped, packed up, and they moved the rebels to the Lost Hills government bunker in the south. Sometime later in the proclamation to his men, Maxon declared that the United States had failed to protect the citizens and serve their own needs during the years during the years leading to to the war. I don't know why I couldn't get those words out of my mouth. And stated that you needed to create a new order to preserve civilization. And poof, Brotherhood of Steel. Ta-da! Ta-da! Okay, now. And that's how you make a baby Brotherhood of Steel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a small little incubator. It's a baby. <laughs> I could have swore he was just drinking out of a baby bottle the way he did that. Is he it? probably was. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a few of them around his house. It's handy. Okay, so now you got a quick overview. If you guys need to know more about the Brotherhood of Steel, probably the better place to go would be the Lorecast. Uh, the Fallout Lorecast does a pretty good breakdown of what happened with Roger Maxon and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, Robots does it way better. Than or I play do. the games. Oh like yeah, you... that might do it. Well, <laughs> if you play the games, you gotta like pay a lot of attention. Listen, if listen. You... If anyone is listening to this show, they've probably played the games. No, nah. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> they probably played the games, but you really gotta read the terminal entries and listen to the hollow tapes. So you could just read the the Fallout Wiki too, because they do a really good job of representing all that stuff. They might be the only person that, that hears the word wiki and I think of like somebody scratching on a, on a turntable. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Yes, a, a wiki. Yeah. Wah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so fine, uh, Fallout Wikipedia. <laughs> Does that better? Yeah, so like 
Um, now where did I put my questions? I have questions. I know I put them somewhere. Oh, you have questions. Yeah. Well, well, so we got the origin, right? And so one of the questions I was wondering about is like, and and I did ask when we were offline, uh, I was, I'm having trouble remembering when they had become so adamant (laughs) about hoarding technology as opposed to preserving it for the future. And you were saying something about how they were um, uh, how Maxon actually decided that further on down the road. How long ago? Well, like how how much down the road did he decide that? Because I thought it was like this. From what I could tell, well, it was like the third generation where they just started losing their minds and started like hoarding it was everything. Roger Maxon who thought he started collecting it because he thought that we were losing it. Um, he was afraid that it was going to be lost to all humanity, so he started saving it. Now, there's a fine line between saving and preserving and hoarding. So, like, where it actually became hoarding and keeping it from other people, that's hard to say. I was always under the impression that they had come about kind of in a, uh, um, they had, like, stopped letting people have access to it because they were afraid that history was going to repeat itself. We were just going to start making all of our same mistakes and they didn't trust people to have access to the technology that had gotten us to the place that we were at in 2077. So now I don't know exactly when that came about, but Roger started it. Yeah. Well, I think if you, so if you read the, if you read the terminal entries in fallout 76, and you hear the communications between Taggarty and Maxim and Lost Hills. Then right. follow that up with the Brotherhood of Steel quest line. You mm-hmm. you find out that there is a schism going on actually back at Lost Hills. That right. Maxim is following his original orders of of like you said preservation of technology. Mm-hmm. You know he wants to mm-hmm. preserve it because he wants to try to help the people. But yeah. there's there's some of the other elders who believe that. And and I think this is where you start seeing kind of that divide about divide develop right. in the Brotherhood of Steel, where they're saying, "Wow, this technology is incredibly dangerous. We need to stop other people from using it." So mm-hmm. so, at least for the early years, I think that was more like a backroom discussion where they were saying, "Hey, we're going to get our hands on all of this technology." You know, you had some people saying. Yeah, maybe we should actually go out there and find the stuff that people are using and grab it and bring it back, as opposed to I think Maxim just wanted to really kind of go out and like search libraries and archives and things like that. I mean, I think that was before you really got the Brotherhood going out and physically like ripping technology out of people's hands, yeah. saying like, "Hey, that water purifier you guys are using is dangerous tech. We need to preserve that." And then <laughs> you know, that. then they then they take it away, and <laughs> and that's something I think you know as we, as we kind of go through the history of the Brotherhood. It's kind of interesting because they're really, Bethesda's done a really good job of making them the the quote unquote good guys, and and I think that you can't go around and be a Fallout fan without you know everybody being like, oh, the brother's so awesome, blah blah blah. And then when you actually look at what they're doing over the years, it's like they progressively get worse. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. You know, because they're so, they're yeah. like the 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 good guys gone bad or something. Because you know, Arthur started out as helping people. But then when he decided he needed to preserve technology, like it says in the in the literature or whatever, he made helping humanity secondary, which you see in that that schism that um, Lawrence talked about when you see the Brotherhood of Steel quest in 
in Fallout 76 because you see that big rift between Shin and our and Romani where he Shin's like by the book we're going to do what Maxon says and he says this and Romani's like we've got people to help this is what we need to do and he's like that's not our mission and that's their big butting of heads is because she wants to help the people and he's <laughs> there to take all the technology and, and follow what Maxon says to do and report back and blah, blah, blah. And she finally says, forget about it and cuts off tech, you know, all the communication so she can do what she feels is their mission. And I think that Taggarty did a little bit of that herself because she wanted to actually use nuclear um, bombs yeah. at one point. And, and he told I, her Maxon's like, no, under no yeah. circumstances will you be. He told her not these. to. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, I feel like this is the only way to rid this area of this problem but he won't go for it yeah and then she ends up dying trying to to kill these beasts so and then we ended up nuking everything in sight multiple times over and over and over every hour anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) for years just so we can bring them out and say pew pew (laughs) yeah and now we have parades in that same place weird (laughs) i know fun (laughs) oh I mean, if you look at the history, so if you kind of look at the history of the games, you know, I, I don't believe the Brotherhood of Steel shows up in in the first Fallout, does it? Am I am I forgetting? Like, I think they're in every Fallout. Aren't yeah, they? I don't. I'm Actually, to yeah, yeah, because they um now you, I'm trying to remember exactly where I saw. Because aren't they? They're not in like Necropolis or anything. They're actually in some of the other towns. I thought they were. Actually, it was more of the um mercenaries actually i don't remember seeing any um because i think you just see like a couple of dudes standing around different towns yeah but i don't think there's a lot of interaction yeah Yeah. they're they're just like there yeah i mean it's not really until you get into the later games that they develop and in fact i mean even some of the Mm -hmm. you know kind of i don't want to call them non-canon but i mean some of the games that people most people haven't played like fallout tactics or you know the actual Brotherhood of Steel game, yeah. where where they they actually do expand the lore. I mean, and you find out that there are multiple chapters of the Brotherhood of Steel, which which mm-hmm. leads a, to an interesting discussion of did Ma- so Maxon reached out to Taggarty, and that's how she became this chapter of the Brotherhood of Steel in Appalachia. How many other military posts did he reach out to, and how many other chapters did he actually create? Because they don't really discuss it. But I think you could make the argument that based on based on some of the other games that there was probably a Brotherhood of Steel in Texas. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I think the Chicago. Well, Chicago. Well, I mean, we know they were in Chicago, um, you know, and then of course the the one that everybody really knows is the the East Coast branch, right, over in DC and and Boston, and they they should be everywhere you know in all reality because they're former military. So literally, he just had to find out what forts were still active at the time of the bombings and you know talk to them about what he thinks is going on and and see if they're on his side or if they're gonna stick to the party line that's probably may or may not be coming from the oil rigs and see which way they're gonna go because i think wasn't it he took a while to to wear down taggarty to get her to realize that you know, she was going to follow him and not stick with what she knew to be right as far as what she'd been indoctrinated. This is the army. And then he's telling her something completely different. It took her a minute to get on board with his ideals and say, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. 
Well, I certainly want to, one of these days, so the vast majority of the U.S. Army was actually in China, which most people, like, seem to forget. Like, there was an mm -hmm. actual, like, major, like, like we were fighting. <laughs> and look, the Brotherhood shows up. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. Hey, Mr. Brotherhood guy, you should tell us the whole history. You should know. <laughs> no. I mean, I would love to, like, I've come up with some interesting ideas of, like, what that would look like when you have, like, an intermix of like Chinese warlords and U.S. generals that become like the like their own little warlords, but I mean th there actually wasn't a whole lot of actual U.S. troops left in the continental United States. I mean there were there was yeah. the National Guard, but you know so it kind of makes sense that the Brotherhood would be scattered and there's probably not a whole lot of them, and yeah. and I think ultimately they would probably all pursue a bit of their own path. Like they would follow in general the, the, the orders to preserve technology, but I'm sure that there are probably some branches that were more along the lines of Romani that she would, that they would want to try to help the people right. around them. But then there's probably also the really militant ones who go out there and mm -hmm. are, are confiscating technology left and right. So yeah. I guess, I guess a good question would be, did the brotherhood was Maxon doing the right thing? Like, like, was was his vision as it was originally conceived the right thing to do? And his original I, vision was preservation. Yeah. Well, pre, yeah, yeah, just, just, just basically yeah, like preservation preserve, for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the to preserve. I mean, you know, like when you're following three and you're like bringing good. books back. Yeah. I think his you know. I remember good, yeah. doing those quests with the scribes where you brought books that you found in the wasteland or whatever, and you would bring them to the library and turn them in. I think that that kind of stuff was spot on because they were preserving literature, they were preserving um, manuals and and books about science and and things like that. And I think that's great because you don't want to lose those things. And we all know books are just going to rot, burn, and whatever. And for them to preserve that kind of stuff for the future, they were all putting them on microfiche back at the Pentagon or the, I forget what it was called now. What the, was cit called? The, the Citadel. The Citadel, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Citadel. I think that his original intentions where he wanted to preserve technology for the future because he didn't want it to be lost over time was great. I think somewhere down the line, like things got a little too control freakish which that just seems like maxon in general he's a very take charge person so you know he's like type aa plus or whatever um everything that went on you know his ability to make snap decisions and just stand by them like i'm gonna clear out these scientists they're they're making bad choices so here's my choice and i'm going to get rid of them and then we're going to make a new faction and we're going to do things this way he's very take charge so and i think he's it's obviously finite. gonna I think yes. it's very finite. Like he's he just is. once he makes a decision, he's standing on it. Yeah, and, and I think right. what it is is so you're you're out there. I mean, if you were to look at it, you're out there with just you and you know these other factions and raiders and things like that. At some point, you're like, well, who else is going to take control? Yeah. I need to take control. He's going to have that. Unfortunately, we look at it as a dictatorship as a bad mm -hmm. thing, but in some cases. We needed dictatorships. Otherwise, you know, um, if you look at early Rome with the Republic, when Caesar had taken control of the Republic, it was necessary. Otherwise, they would have crumbled at the point that they were at. 
because they were dealing with barbarians hitting them from multiple yeah. sides. It's the same thing that he was dealing with here. And you don't have any other like real tangible thing. How are you going to protect the people unless you take it under your own hands and take control? I mean, he would argue that them as a dictatorship makes sense and that the post-war America needs that at that time. But I don't think the Brotherhood has anything in place for like, what do they do once they achieve what they want, right? Like once they have started rebuilding society and they have technology, now what? And they don't have, I don't think they they have a plan. No, yeah, I don't think they thought that far, you know, and it's like, yes, you need that for that time you need that strong leader who can get everything organized, but then, then what, then you start to get back to that. Well, it kind of went away from a singular leader and went to the elders, a a group of elders. So, I mean, but considering how spaced apart they are, I mean, it kind of makes sense. And did the elders really make the decisions or was it still up to a Maxon? Uh, or whoever at that point. Well, I think it was, I mean, it seemed like they was a, it was like almost a, like a first among equals. So they mm-hmm. had the elders and then you had the, the elder, mm-hmm. but yeah. it also seemed like if the elders got together and wanted to do something that the main guy didn't want to do, it would get done. It would, you know, he wouldn't necessarily have, have a whole lot of say in that. And I think that they could, and I think that's one of the reasons why you see these these branches these the you know people break off and they do different things yeah and i also and you know so it's it is interesting and you see conflict develop when the ncr actually kind of forms because now you have a legitimate civilian government and the brotherhood does not know how to deal with them um i mean that's that's one of the big things in new vegas that you find is that the the brotherhood's kind of like well they're all stuck in that bunker of theirs and you know, very vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Um, they really just don't under, they don't understand what their role is at that point. And I think that's where, well, I mean, they're a minor faction in New Vegas. I mean, you can just wipe them out if you want. It's it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I think it shows that, again, you're right, that they've kind of lost their way, that in the face of a return of civilization, where does the brotherhood fit? And I think the answer is they actually don't. They're more of a hindrance to the rebuilding of, of civilization than they are helping it. I think right. that they, they they were like helping at the beginning. But mm-hmm. as time goes on, it seems to me like the NCR uh, actually was more likely than the Brotherhood of Steel at that point to be a viable government, you know, as it goes on, even though they had their, you know, quirks of being slightly corrupted here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and the only thing was Government. for the Brotherhood of Steel to be that faction, they would have needed strong leadership and they should they would have needed a plan. Utilization <laughs> and they would need a diplomat, somebody that can actually sit down and have conversations, at, get some people at the table, so to speak. Ideally speaking, I feel like the Brotherhood of Steel would come into an area, kind of secure it, get all the technology wipe out all the dangerous threats and then hand over governing authority to the NCR as they move to another area. I feel like that would be an optimal way to do it, but I don't think they're willing to let go of that control. And that's just it. I think that I feel like Maxon at that point was too into his own head or like his own plan or like, this is what I'm doing. This is They were very internalized and it happened to do because I was it Max? Probably or, his early experience, right? Well, it was he told well, him not to trust anybody. Well, it wasn't Roger Maxon that really got them that far in. It was uh, 
one of the sons was highly introverted. John or something was yeah. He was a highly he was a highly introverted element, and once he became part of that the faction, that's when they closed off. They wouldn't take in any new members from you know uh, right. outside of their group and that kind of stuff. I, I don't remember exactly where that was. <laughs> I had it all down. I just lost it. But um, yeah, there was one of the groups, one of the fat, uh, one of the Maxons down the road, one of the next generations, he was a high introvert. And I believe it was Maxon or Roger Maxon's son. That was the high introvert. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure it was him. It's either him or the generation right after him. But I think the generation after him or that one there was killed almost immediately. I can't remember which one of the two. Darn it. Uh, but he was killed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the brotherhood was, you know, for, for what they were, I I could make the argument that they were a technocracy slash religious order, because that's really really what they ended up turning into. You know, this mm -hmm. idea of a almost a medieval, uh, like like the Knights Templar, I think yeah. is a, is probably a great example of kind they of what they cultish. became. Yeah, there's basically like an Inquisition or a Holy Crusade. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence that they're called Knights and Paladins. I would imagine. And scribes and squires. Right. I mean, yep. that was like right. the whole thing that he adopted. And it was because that kind of structure is simple. It doesn't require a whole lot of, it's not like you have a whole military hierarchy. It's like, nope, you got knights, you got squires, you got scribes. And then at the top, you got, you know, paladins, elders. Yeah, paladins and elders. That's yeah. that's pretty much, much it. it. Um, but they, they were able to, I mean, they did actually have manufacturing facilities. Like they were able to build a fleet of airships and and that's how lions got across the country. You know, they they built this expeditionary force, which was pretty darn big. I mean, for the time uh, you had several of the airships that crashed in Chicago, which, again, that's kind of my my little pet project is what happened in Chicago. I can't believe they <laughs> haven't made a game about it yet. Um, but then lions cleared out the pit. Um, so that's where you you know, that's where they they cleared out that whole area. And then they ended up at the Citadel. And Lyons was a significantly different elder than what had come before. He was actually probably much closer to what Roger Maxon actually wanted. You know, and he was there to he was there to preserve technology, but he was doing it because he wanted to help the people that were there. And mm -hmm. of course, what happens? You get this immediate schism, you know, some percentage, you know, 15, 20 percent of the of that of the brotherhood at that point, then break off and they become the uh the outcasts. And because they wanted to follow the original or they were going back to this whole boy, you're being way too free with this technology. We need to keep this all for himself. And that I think is where that lions is what made the brotherhood, the good guys, mm -hmm. because yeah. I think yeah, you can yeah. make you, yeah, I, 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 mean, I would go with that, especially since mm -hmm. he was raising a max in himself, um, right. which the ironic twist that comes up um real quick folks we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back and after that we're going to get into a little more speculatory conversation about the brotherhood of steel okay okay ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin come join me as i sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful here on the content creator's guide Available wherever podcasts can be found. Welcome back, everybody. I guess he wants to eat commies or something like that. Yes. Um, 
we were just kind of we, we never stopped talking, talking. About, we do, we couldn't help we were, ourselves yeah, i hope we you guys enjoyed the, the commercial break real quick but we're back and we're going to get back into some speculatory talk and uh, we were just talking about like the you know uh, DC and the Brothers of Steel not having a whole like yeah they're there with Three Dog and they're in that area there and you know we got kind of the DLC stuff we keep talking about too we're like adding stuff in yeah. but uh, their presence Good wasn't times. really well felt in Fallout Three and exactly. you know actually I think the Enclave had a bigger foothold in a, in uh, Fallout Three than probably in any game that they were in. You know, well, yeah, because I would say that, that the whole was like, game running. Yeah, I think that was the, the whole shebang. Yeah, was, you know, they were the ones that you heard from all the time because you yeah. had the the propaganda going all over the place, and you had to fight them the whole time. Well, you had to go to Prezi's house and you know go knock on his door, and he right. took you all the way up and said, "Hi, I'm a computer." And then uh, I am actually <laughs> not a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. all that talk about apple pies and baseball games. Yeah, I didn't do nothing of that that was I didn't do none of that. I'm just a computer. I'm a little hey. floating ball, look like a Sputnik turned <laughs> sideways. Well, but then you, but then you meet Can't Arthur Max. You, you meet Arthur Maxon at the Citadel, mm. who is this mm-hmm. little kid who little is little kid who is a badass even at that point. Um, yeah, and and the interesting story there is that he was a ge- he was a product of genetic research. He's not just a normal guy or a normal kid. Like the Brotherhood yeah. actually. Were, was using some of this quote unquote dangerous technology that they were hoarding from other people. And so he it, it himself is actually a mutant, which most people just, just don't understand. It's funny because he hates sense. And it's like, well, he not only hates sense, he hates. So, so this is kind of the interesting development of the Brotherhood of Steel is that you, in three, they're the good guys. And, you know, then you meet Sarah Lyons mm-hmm. and everybody loves Sarah Lyons and she's fantastic. And then she dies wow. like six months later because, and there is a major hint that she didn't die in battle. Like, like she was probably assassinated by, and it was probably arranged by Arthur Maxim himself to get rid of her and get her out of the picture. So then you have Arthur. It's like his sister. Yeah. Really? Who, yeah. I mean, who... Arthur Maxson is is the bad guy. He is. Yes. I mean, I make the argument all the time that in Fallout Four, the Brotherhood of Steel out enclave the enclave. Like they are. <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, because they, you know, so in building the Pridwin, they ripped. Well, so it's it's not said exactly, but it sounds like they ripped the nuclear reactor out of Rivet City, and used that to power the Pridwin. The Pridwin, yeah. And they controlled the capital wasteland. They've got all the military technology that they that they took from the Enclave when they took, um, you know, uh, the Adams Air Force Base. And and then in Fallout Four, they're not good. Like they're there literally to not raid settlements, but they're they're they tell you, hey, go extort these this. Uh, you know, we need food and stuff, so go get we all need of this soldiers to settlements. conscript as well. <laughs> yeah, there's an invading yeah. military. Yeah, I mean, and in, in, in my mind, the and this is kind of where we get into speculation. The canonical ending of Fallout Four should be the Brotherhood ending because that's the only ending that makes any sense. They have overwhelming military power. They have overwhelming technology. They yeah. would stomp all over the Minutemen. The railroad is nothing. I mean, they they use Liberty Prime to blow up the Institute. So, what you end up with at the end of a what, like again in my mind a canonical Fallout Four. Huh. is the Brotherhood basically controlling the major population centers of the East Coast. They control the Capital Wasteland, and now they control the Commonwealth. 
and now they and they have the ability to build airships Another. and power armor. They are a they are probably besides the NCR the largest faction and most powerful faction on North America. I mean, you're probably right that that's what the canonical ending would be. Although I personally think it should be the Institute, but that's not for today's talk. <laughs> Only because that's all you could do. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I think don't you wipe out the Institute with the Brotherhood of Steel? Yes. No. yes. We you use Liberty Prime. Yes, you yeah, well, you, you wipe take... each other out. But I mean, from a narrative design standpoint, <laughs> keeping the Institute lets you have a very powerful faction in the game, whereas the Brotherhood's already everywhere. But you're right. It's probably the Brotherhood who would be the canonical ending. It makes sense. They have the firepower. And that's kind of the direction I feel like Bethesda's going with them. Is yeah. Like, that's where the end game is, is that they are going to take over. Yeah. But I think if they do, and, and again, this is this is a good complete speculation on my part, is it sets up a very interesting dynamic of the NCR becoming the predominant power on the West Coast and probably, I would say, eventually west of the Mississippi. The NCR tries to reform the country. Then you have this technocracy, kind of religious order, militant faction in the East, which is the Brotherhood of Steel, almost waging a holy crusade because i could see mm -hmm. arthur maxon saying we need to wipe out mutants we need to wipe out ghouls we need to you know everything that the enclave yep. wanted to do arthur's going to do and he's going to launch his forces across the country and they're going to start seizing technology they're going to start wiping out super mutants and ghouls and people that oppose them and oh. the, and then you, and that, you know so eventually you're going to get this clash of of actually two versions of the old world which is you know the ncr and then the brotherhood which is basically the army so what's the saying war never changes is that what it is <laughs> it doesn't right? though does it no yeah i mean it's like we were saying when we did our our speculative what it what was it 50 years down the road or 100 years or whatever it was we did and we were oh, like i don't remember oh, the society. time frame but yeah where we yeah, were talking about what we were talking about like, be like society would reform and we'd have government again and then who knows if we would eventually like there would be wars starting up again because you would have different factions and of course everybody would start wanting to you give people invade enough time each to be other's bored, territory fight. right and somebody's always going to pop up who wants more well i'm not satisfied with what i have i want what he has or those people should feel the way that we do so therefore we're going to you know we're going to invade just, them it's just and the same thing over and like over us. again it's right, funny because like, like it is now most of the factions in Fallout are like answering the question from a narrative standpoint of what is this group's reaction to the Great War? Like, what's their answer to how are we going to stop that from happening again? And the hilarious part is that every faction you interact with in the game that is trying to answer that question is also trying to kill another faction for basically yeah. disagreeing with them. <laughs> so it's just, I it, think just, Jesus is going to come. War never changes. Everyone. Yeah. War I never mean, changes. that's the only way. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you guys come down? Oh, well, you know, the because leaving out. it to us, you know, we've obviously shown that we can't figure it out. <laughs> quick, quick question: Did any of you guys see the um, the the sneak peek of the, oh, the, te TV the, show? the teaser for Thought? Yes. yes, yeah. So if it's in Los Angeles, that's mm -hmm. where uh, the NCR would probably be in power. But did we not see Brotherhood? Not, it, not, it depends on the time. We part. have seen. That's true. Because right, it could be the time frame, frame of 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 Max Lost of Roger Maxim with yeah. yeah it could be Lost Hills exactly it could be uh, uh, Necropolis that's true you know with the ghouls yeah. yeah but we we have yeah. seen a lot of power armor yep 
And one thing I did hear is that there is there there are time jumps, so it's not just a linear story that they I, do. It actually was like I was around. saying, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I knew. I mean, it, it's yeah. the people who made um, Westworld. World. I mean, and that's all they did. All yeah. they did was back yeah. and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna tell the story of the Brotherhood discovering the FEV thing? Uh yeah. If I, feel, I feel like that route. makes for good TV, but a lot of us are also going to see it coming. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they walk that line of keeping the fans in suspense, but also I letting think newbies see what's going to happen. that element of the story pretty much the same. I just don't think they'll hold to it once they get past it. Yeah. But was that a shot? Did you all catch? Was that a shot of Walton Goggins as the ghoul? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Well, I, was like, I think Ooh. they... So it was the back I, of him, and then he turns around. You're like, oh, "How could you not yeah. tell? He looks the exact same." Remember? Yeah, we, like, this, like, we, we talked about this before. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the, it's, the bone structure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it does. It will show pre-war America. So they, you know, I, I think one of the protagonists, and it could be Grogan's character before he turns into a ghoul, where they show what life was That'd like be before the bombs drop, because they they do show in that little teaser the bombs going yeah. off. In, the bombs you know, going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you remember the, the beginning where they had the guy walk up to the door and, hey, I've got this new vault, da, 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 the guy that was selling yeah, the, the vault. Yeah, the vault tech salesman. Doesn't he turn into a ghoul into the game? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does because be... he doesn't get a spot. That might be Walton Goggins' character. No, because that you know, would be too short. I, I, no, they're on the East Coast I as well. liked, no. and he was on the East Coast, yeah, but I really liked the shot, like the guy hanging out the edge of the vertebrate. Yeah, and you could just see like the the look on his face, like he's terrified, you know. Well, so the question is, you know, again, if it if these are time jumps, is that pre war? Is that right. post war? So yeah, you really don't. So that, we don't that know. could have had that could have been like the the uh, Anchorage mission, even you don't. It depends uh, on the power know. armor. It well, yeah, he didn't get real good. I, he look wasn't at it. wearing power yeah. armor, was he? I thought he no, just but had when like, they walk regular, out of like, that. combat armor. But then you see like the five walk. Yeah, that's through. that's that's T sixty that they the the big shot with like the six or seven. <laughs> yeah. of them, that's that's definitely yeah. T sixty armor. Okay. Yeah. So you that's what I'm saying is like you'll know your time frames basically if they stay two to form with the different if they powers. do. Yeah. yeah, and I mean. That's the thing is, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> well, I think it's so I so again, this kind of dovetails into who do we think like if we think about the TV show, it actually should give us a really good indication of what Bethesda has planned for the future for various factions that we find in the game. Maybe because we, yeah. Because we may actually see like will the Brotherhood be the good guys? Will it be, you know, because you see someone coming out of a vault, so maybe we find mm -hmm. more find out more about Vault Tech. Um Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it is interesting. And I think that there is, I mean, I think if we were to take a poll in the community on on people's favorite factions, it's going to fall down. Everybody loves the Brotherhood of Steel. Why? Republic because they of Dave. everybody loves love, <laughs> Republic of Dave. Republic of Dave. I love the Republic of Dave. Yeah. I made sure I, I made sure to exile him and then I watched him get torn apart by a death claw. That was so cool. Awesome. Oh my God. I think I just saved him the effort and killed him. <laughs> Just tap, tap. Bye-bye. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but um, I actually, think this was more creative. But yeah, well, it, I, I think it is, so. So here's another question for you, and this kind of gets back to future content. So we know that uh, Atlantic City is coming, which is yeah. an area that we've never explored. 
do we think that we might actually find maybe we find survivors from Appalachia, maybe from the Brotherhood of Steel, like people that maybe went over there? Do we find maybe part of the enclave? I mean, do we do we think that that might play in in some regard? Why not? I mean, there were so many people in the Appalachia area at that time. Why couldn't they have, you know, split out of there before the Scorch got their hands on them? Well, that was the and, thing. Like a lot yeah. of people fled because of the Scorch Plague. You right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and then so, but at the same time, there was a lot of people infected. You know, right. It's like, Ooh. how do you stop the infection? Because like, I mean, what we were talking about in the last episode about the girl going through the swamp, Abby. Right. You know, yep. and mm -hmm. where so, she was turning. Well, how many others were there that had the same situation happen? And maybe there's some that didn't turn completely or they found a way around it. It seems like the more we you know, delve into this universe, the more um, this virus or whatever actually has uh, modified and changed. And sometimes humanity wins over the virus. You know, sometimes well, didn't Abby turned into a ghoul. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. So the scorch plague, like, is that a virus? It is, but it is. So it's not airborne. It's, not a baby. it's, all, it's, it's only spread by I didn't the. I think it was airborne. Yeah, it it can only be spread by scorch bees, and the scorch bees yeah. themselves can't travel beyond a certain distance from the queen. And since the queen never left, that's why everything right. stayed localized in uh, inside Appalachia. Yeah, yeah but, I, so I don't think you have to worry about people spreading the scorch plague. But elsewhere. did we give up? Like you know, I mean, because we never got to the. There's no finite element to it. You know, it's just still going. You got to wait and see. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get to Fallout 5. <laughs> in well, about 10 years. May they may not even address it because they may, you know, because you know how like did they Fallout, break canon, Fallout 4 irritated. barely reference 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, you it know, would be nice. So... I mean, at, at the end of the day, I... If Bethesda wanted to print money, they should remake Fallout One and Fallout Two using yeah. the using the new engine, and yeah, then they I should make totally and then they should be make and then they should make Fallout Five, you know, kind of mm -hmm. beyond that. But at the end of the day, they've got, I think, massive potential. I think there's a lot you can do with these characters. I mean, if you if you look at even the Brotherhood characters, I mean, I some of the uh, what's her name the, the 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 scribe is it Ingram the one that's in the chassis because she lost her legs. Yeah. Yeah, you ended up putting her back into power armor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she's um, and then what's funny is that supposedly she lost her legs in the same battle that Sarah Lyons died. Huh. Uh, Suppo supposedly, mm -hmm. as I as I as I use my 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 mm. air quotes there. Air quotes, yeah. Yeah, um, she could be I, the cause. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do like the head scribe in the Pridwin though, because he collects comic books, because that's like his thing. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor that asks if you've had sex with any creatures in the wasteland. Right. He's, he's like, I have to ask. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, I have to. I you, have to ask. I've had these things happen, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I do think it's like, what? Yeah. I've been asleep. I've been cryogenically frozen for 200 years. Why? <laughs> when would I have done this? <laughs> I kind of wish they had left the ending where you could become the elder of the Brotherhood of Steel in Fallout 4. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? You can be I, the I, I like the idea of being... Of a, the well, they made you the general in 3, right? Mm-hmm. They made you a general in 3, which I'm like, wait a minute. Did they? There was no generals. 
But they made you a general. Know. No, no, it was the Commonwealth. No. They made you a general, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the the well, yeah. yeah, the the other yeah, 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 yeah the, the Minutemen. Your yeah, general, Minutemen. Minute Minute yeah, that's what it was. I got it mixed up. I was gonna say, like in Fallout Four, you have so many like like if if you actually wore all of your ranks, it would just weigh you down because you're like oh the general, the Minutemen. You are the Sentinel of the Brotherhood of Steel. You're uh-huh. a spy for the railroad, and you're a yeah. scientist for the for the institute. The only faction you couldn't join was the Gunners, and I actually kind of would have liked to have joined the Gunners. I yeah, why not have that choice? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, I like the idea of the multiple playable character. I think that's something that they really should look into. Is like You could have multiple storylines mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. one grouping, you know what I mean? You could have a super mutant storyline. You could have a ghoul uh, storyline. You know, maybe you can yeah. even start as a Maxon, you know, of the Ooh. next generation kind of thing where you go yeah. through a storyline as a member of the Maxon family. See, maybe, that's actually, uh, I like the idea of being able to select your archetype, meaning yeah. you start, like maybe you start in the Brotherhood of Steel, or maybe you start as a raider, or you start as, you know, rather than somebody coming out of the vault. Because I think that's, I mean, I'll done. say it. I'll say it. It's been done. You have the soul survivor, the lone wanderer, the chosen one. It's like, yeah. yeah. How many times can we walk out of a vault? If they do make us come out of a vault, though, make it a hilarious one. You know, (laughs) just like something crazy. Not like this is a normal, not a normal vault. Vault sixty nine. I want to come out with a puppet on my head. Yeah, actually, that would be a great. Like the well, the puppet one is good, but wouldn't it be a good idea if you could like, okay, you have a vault. And you got to choose at the beginning of the game what the experiment was, and it gave your character like a particular weird trait that they had that they had to there bring with them. That's <laughs> a really like a good perk. idea. I think it's a weird like perk. Like you're the it. guy that was in the vault with all the women, and you came out, and you have like incredible stamina. <laughs> you, got the, you, you, automatically, you automatically have the lady killer perk. You you come with that. No, no, no. The stamina joke was out of this world. That was great. That is pretty good. Congratulations, <laughs> Jaxus. Yeah, it's like, well so done. you're like your endurance Winner. is like max. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that hey, was funny. I, well, you know, if you ever played uh, uh, Fallout Shelter, you know how they got the little like workout area, yeah, you know, out there, and the little stamina thing going then, yeah. up. Yeah. So you have like max endurance and lady killer perks. There you go. As soon That's as what you I want. Come wanted. out the vault. I want to import my Fallout Shelter save file into Fallout Five. That's what I want. That would be awesome. God, oh, I, I, I played wow. Fallout Shelter for so long, and then I just kind of got bored of it. So. There's actually a I, Roger I Maxon kind of um there uh, is. character thing. It's an Asian. Asia exclusive thing or something? Really? Yeah, yeah you could actually. You can get play his, I think you can get his code or one that looks similar, and yeah, put it I on one of your. Cool. People. Do I look like a hacker to you? No. I was going to say I go there back is a... in there and check on him once in a while. Wow. <laughs> well, you can get away. you can get the elder. You could have gotten the elder battle battle coat in Fallout seventy six. Yes. Mm. Actually, a did, lot yeah. of us um, have that coat in. Uh, Mm-hmm. as a wearable in item. your yeah. role-playing group yeah that's it that's the word i was looking for i still gotta that's get autumn i still have to get autumn's coat i'm very disappointed i haven't been able to find that yet because yeah, that's, that's a, a coat one. that's a good talk one. to taylor <laughs> he's probably got everything <laughs> oh my god yes and he's up to 5100 now my god oh i think he just 5400 maybe i think he broke 4000 when i stopped playing over there because I, I just 
I don't know. I got too he much. He hit five thousand the last double XP weekend, and now he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not already done with the new season. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I'm only I'm only fourteen, twelve, fourteen something like that. No, 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 fourteen, eighteen. That's what I was. Wow. And My- then one th- <laughs> and then one thousand sixty three. And, and seven, you're, eight, you're playing nine. on Xbox, right? Or yeah. PlayStation? Collectively, yeah. I've got collectively, we've gotten everybody on PC I'm... so far because we're going to be doing a, a a floaty type thing or something. Yeah. Right. Well, they're going to oh, do shoot. that. They're going to do that actually on the Xbox too. So we're we're actually going to be part of that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we had to figure out a way to get us all in one place because I don't have an Xbox and I'm broke. I just and then he also said well, that I had to build it. So they it had to come Game to Pass, then we all are on the same platform. I can't build anything on Xbox. So if you want me to build it, you have to come to me. Ha. Huh. No, if you, I'm if not you stream it through Game Pass, all that like, crap. No, if you, oh my god, no, no way. if you if you stream through Xbox, then it counts as no, console. No, sir. Why not? <laughs> no, because I can't buy all the she'd crap to, that I have build float, to build man. for camp. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Well, guess what? Um, and I have, like, everyone except Mav has PC items. now, so we're good. Yeah, Maverick doesn't have it yet. Yeah. Maverick had it. Okay, this is not important to the topic at hand. Let's right. get back on the rails here. <laughs> <Why> not? <laughs> really not. It, it is, it, it is fallout-oriented. It's true, but it it's not Brotherhood of Steel. And it is upcoming comment. Unless upcoming we can comment. talk about how the Brotherhood of Steel would like <laughs> right. take people's PCs <laughs> right, right, and their yeah, builds yeah. for what games they would oh, play. They totally would. Yeah, they but totally they don't would. have the same technology. Have you seen the games they play on holotapes? It's just... Like, have you it. seen their PCs? Yeah. They'd be well, excited yeah. to get our PCs now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know why I was getting the song from the game in my head now. So... Which ones? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah. So I was gonna, so kind of getting back to the Brotherhood topic in '76. Romani or Shin? Which one did you pick? Um, Aha! Well, with my main character, I picked Romani. Um, but I I've played multiple characters, right? Yes. Right, right. Gone both yeah. routes, but yeah. I have three characters. I've run through the Brotherhood. Brotherhood quest twice because I'm saving the third one for if I want to role play with um with our uh, our uh, the group that we had on mm-hmm. sergeant help me <laughs> I picked Romani oh I know what so, you're talking about Duh. yeah okay my main um, character went with Romani the one who's name? actually Soto? enclave Soto Soto I wasn't going to try to not look stupid, so I just left it go. <laughs> See, I'm okay with looking stupid. It just happens naturally. I can look it anyway, up. But, yeah. So my main character is actually Enclave went with Romani because she felt like that um, that Romani was the lesser evil and the lesser uh, the lesser problem for the Enclave, right? And then my mercenary character who doesn't pledge allegiance to anybody went with Shin because she thought he was hot. <laughs> and so, yeah, she's hanging out with him. Priorities, my, right? My third character will go with Romani because she's a responder and she's going to help people anyway. So she's going to go that way. And uh, she's she's more she has more free state leanings, which makes her interesting because her sister is Enclave. So there's going to be Saga. some interesting well, I'm yeah. very curious because I've I've heard rumblings that the free states may be coming back. Oh, I hope so. That would be because good. that will really give me you know a lot more to write about with the uh, you know because I have I, I I 
like you talked about Lawrence when you're talking about stories and I know this is getting off topic, but when Lawrence was talking about his story and he was like, I know the ending and then I have to like, you know, get there. That's the way I am with when I write about my girls. Like I know where I'm going. Like there's going to be a thing. There's going to be a big conflict coming up. But you don't know how you're going to get there. I kind of know how I'm going to get there. I just don't know when I'm going to get there, you know, because right now they're, they're kind of fresh out of the vault. Like I think they're coming up to like, maybe a year for reclamation day somewhere around there in their storyline and uh she's just kind of getting her feet wet around appalachia finding places and getting to the point where colleen trusts her on her own so she hasn't quite met the people that she needs to meet to start forming her own beliefs and decisions but but her sister's already like you know neck deep in the enclave and she's already become general and everything else but she just doesn't know all these things yet but eventually there's going to be a huge rift where they they start button heads because of their beliefs. So you have to create a brother when when I get there. <laughs> um, well, so that that's what Mags is kind of reserved for, oh, but she's okay. definitely got free state opinions. So we are yeah. at the end of this for the most part. We're getting we're ra- that that's what that's how we know we're, we're getting towards the end. We start rambling. <laughs> and, and it was like, oh yeah, well, um, well, that brotherhood is still thing. Oh yeah, but remember when you know, um, that's that's when we started going. Okay, all right, well, we're winding things down. So, um, that one comes time to the brotherhood of steel, we've kind of figured out that they probably would not be the best to run the world the world yeah yeah just not. the new world they, they, they just without the without a true leadership structure now if you were to run ginger Reno, if you were the leader of the brotherhood of steel do you think that you using their technology would be able to bring them around with your leadership skills with my leadership skill oh heck yeah i'm the greatest there is no um <laughs> logically Honestly, speaking like if you were able to twist things and actually maybe possibly sit down at the table with somebody i mean how would you go about it hmm i'm well i mean if i was with the with their original vision that they had or at least part of their vision i would definitely side more with like romani and elder lions from fallout 3 Mm -hmm. where it's also about helping the people because i think in the long run I think right now, in the short term, the Brotherhood of Steel are actually justified in what they're doing and that what they're doing. But how would you implement it? Is what I mean. That's so, the, like, well, yeah, that's yeah. See, thing. that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, so you've got this high military faction, right? And you have the ability to bring a lot of firepower in any direction. So you you got to break from the norms, and the only way to do it. So if I was to take over the Brotherhood of Steel, I think I would have to get involved with somebody like the Commonwealth. Or mm-hmm. somebody like that, and create them a civilian. That would be, I think, collaboration would be my answer. Like, if yeah. I was running Brotherhood, I would recognize what we are strong in and what we are weak in. And the Brotherhood mm-hmm. are weak in areas of, I don't want to say infrastructure, but like diplomacy. Maybe diplomacy, oh, God, but yes. when it when it comes to like pl- like making a settlement self-sustaining, that's something mm-hmm. like the NCR are doing. So I would try mm-hmm. to find a way to collaborate and work with other factions like yeah, the NCR exactly. or the followers of the apocalypse or other groups who will be good at doing things that make the society better. So they won't make those kind of crappy decisions. That, well, if you that think would about be the like, NCR was able to actually get it to where water was distributed throughout the entire area because they were all in set in those areas, like um, free States, you know, above uh, where the water was, 
there was a big water well thing that the one dude had control of. Well, the NCR had so many different locations throughout that whole map area that if you wanted to, you could use them to distribute the water around through using the caravans and they could protect it. Yep. This is, it's clearly something that they're mandating. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think that that also pushing forward that uh, idea of like working together rather than working against each other, it, it kind of mm -hmm. goes against that motif which caused the great war in the first place right, right. like it's like these people are and not we're my all enemy. supposed to be dealing with americans down exactly right we're supposed to be one big group of people getting yeah. along and we, we disagree but we don't need to fight each other so that's that's kind of what i would do but yeah. i mean that's too peace and love for the brotherhood of steel normally well, it's too so. peace and love for the universe they've got yeah, to keep the war going pretty much that's true <laughs> yeah. but that's that that's my answer is collaboration amongst what about you people. what about you lawrence what do you think so if you were a good troll. What would you do? So it would be tough, and it would be tough only because they've been set. You know, they're the Brotherhood been set in stone for you know almost two hundred. Well, yeah, over two hundred years of what they were doing. I mean, the best way for them would be actually a combination of what you guys talked about, which would be setting up kind of safe spaces where civilians could be doing their things. Now, of course. Over time, eventually, we would grant them technology, but really what you would see is the development of an agrarian society mm -hmm. with the Brotherhood basically providing the military force to kind of keep people away. I mean, that's really, I mean, I think, unfortunately, it would take multiple generations to change the Brotherhood. You couldn't do it in one. So no. you'd almost have to set them on a path. Ultimately, it kind of go that way. Yeah, I mean, you you really wouldn't have much of a much of a choice because it's just... Again, once you've once you've ingrained that over two hundred years, it's really hard to actually change. I mean, even if you had an elder, because if you had somebody like Lions come up, like if I came, became like Elder Lions, sure, I could change things right now, but I can almost guarantee you that some significant faction or fraction of the Brotherhood would break off, and it would be another schism. So hmm. I I am almost of the opinion that they are not. There is no way to actually salvage the Brotherhood as a as a leadership type faction. I think ultimately they would have to they would actually have to be subsumed by something else. So yeah. like I could see the NCR ultimately absorbing the Brotherhood in the West because they're a legitimate civilian government. I think in the East you have a really big problem because you've got a very significant faction that has no has nobody that can really take them on. I think Valeria should take them all under conscript. <laughs> <laughs> he's right hey. though they they would have to relinquish power at the end of their campaign otherwise yeah. they would they just spin their so, tires at the end what do you think sassy well, I, I agree. what would you do just the way i always do i mean I, i've been a manager for a long time and you pick the attractive what does one. a manager do a manager delegates and so you find you find the people who can do the best things and you delegate and you collaborate it's a team right you just have to figure out your who your what your team is good at and assign those roles and work with the people that are good like like gingerino was saying you got to find the people that are good at the one thing that you're not good at and then you you work with them you bring them into your team and you just have to keep working at it that way Setting and everybody has to hold accountability yeah and everybody <laughs> has to understand that it's a team and get them to buy into it is probably going to be the hard part but when you're looking at an organization like the brotherhood do they really ha you know they kind of have to buy into you or what you're selling right 
to yeah, keep their whatever, their job, their place, their vittles, whatever. But I, I would also uh, subscribe to the Romani track because I also would, I don't, I don't want to see people out there suffering and I want them to take care of themselves. I don't want them dependent on me. So I no, would, want I don't want them coming to me to ask questions. <laughs> right. You know, I want them to be able to take care of themselves so I can go about doing what I need to do to get the rest of the country well, going. And if the and brotherhood doesn't take care of, of the people, then once people become self-sustaining, they're now going to have to play dictators to regulate technology for the foreseeable future. Forever. Yeah. Until yeah. well, and and if they can't take care of themselves, and you can't take care of them because you just whatever, you know, what is the point of even? Because you're what, what is their purpose? Head. Like everybody's gonna die in the end, then. So what, what's the whole idea? Like I just, there's no point in any of it if we'll you're not helping people and survive and, and be sustainable. Exactly, everything's gonna just die out, and then forget about it. There was no point. The great experiment is over. Yeah, I keep thinking about that thing Lawrence said about like the NCR becoming the power in the West and the Brotherhood becoming the power in the East and like this big massive. I wonder if that's the direction Bethesda's taking these overarching narratives because uh, you never know, dude. That would be that would be pretty well, cool. Well, you think it would be an it would be an accumulation of all these different things that they've done over many many years to have this great like full United States kind of thing happen where you've got the whole map now, that would be intense. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. instead it of worrying be. about whether or not it's going to be New Orleans or, you know, Florida or whatever, it's like, no, it's oh, the US. We're going to do it all. Damn. The whole thing. That's one and big That would map. be massive. And I think that would be actually probably a really good way to go. And that's well, the gives you lots of places of for expeditions. Yeah. That's <laughs> the end game of it. NCR it could versus be done. Brotherhood. I was going to say, my... thousand, if you can have a thousand planets, why can't you just do 50 some odd states? That is a good, point. That's <laughs> well, a good point. They, but they'd have to is, change engines. Yeah. Well, there is a there is a Fallout mod for Hearts of Iron 4. And and my kids play it all the time. Mm -hmm. They love having the Enclave just take over the whole country. So that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tactics is uh, one of my son's favorites. He likes yeah. the Brotherhood. Anyway, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. I hope you enjoyed our, you know, some of our ramblings and goofing off. We <laughs> try to mix that in there just to get a little relief from, you know, beating up a subject too much. But I hope you enjoyed yourselves and have a great night. Everybody say good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Really? You had to do that. Okay. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.